Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. As most of you know that we've been working with um, the seven stages of yoga, according to Patanjali in Sutra 227, that the light of our intelligence called prajna and our innate wisdom called buddhi need to go through to experience freedom, liberation. This experience of kaivalya, of liberation from rebirth. So in the yoga sutras, it goes through and gives a systematic map of how to do this. So first we need to go through um, self-awareness, then we unfold into self-understanding, and then that understanding of what is, we find self-acceptance. When we experience this profound acceptance for what is, we then start to go into self-discipline, which means practice. And most of us are gonna be in the first four stages constantly in our lives of awareness, understanding, acceptance, practice, awareness, understanding, acceptance, practice. But eventually, our light of intelligence and our innate wisdom then starts to unfold into self-actualization, realization of self. And then we go into self-transcendence and then self-transformation in which we liberate. So in this journey down the stages of yoga, we're in the fourth stage of focus, and this is self-discipline. This opens up to a devoted practice, our um, dedication to the practice in which we go through self-awareness, understanding, and acceptance. And this practice is actually mapped out in the Yoga Sutras in 229, as the eight limb path that we practice yoga um, going through the stages of yoga we practice yoga by practicing the yamas the niyamas asana pranayama pratyahara um, dharana dhyana and samadhi so that's the eight limb path so I will go through the eight limb path with you real quick and then we'll practice so the yamas are said to be five virtues or ethical disciplines or maybe even just observations and guidelines mainly to reduce the distress and suffering providing a greater freedom and clarity in our relationships not only to ourselves but with other people so there is five yamas the first one is ahimsa most of us know this as um, non-violence this is really to create a nurturing, non-judgmental space in allowing ourselves to be as we are with no harm. Then the next one is satya, which is truthfulness, honesty, a transparency in our words and actions. The third is asteya. This is non-stealing. This is like referring to like people's property, but also people's time and energy. And it's really to live with integrity and not take advantage of others, but also ourselves. The fourth is brahmacharya. Brahmacharya is healthy boundaries, compassionate boundaries 
in maintaining a priority to what matters to you most. It literally um, uh, breaks down the brahmacharya to walking with God, whatever that God is, whatever you um, subscribe to, but it's to see that the divine is in everything and everything is the divine and that you purposely move towards the highest, um, uh, you know, goal in not losing sight of it. So the fifth is a perigraha. And this is really talking towards non-possessiveness, this practice of non-attachment, whether you are, um, you've reached a certain yoga pose and you're like, yes, and you try to grip it and hold it because <laughs> you like it so much, but you start to see that that yoga pose will change and your body will change and things slip away. So it's not only just kind of to our practice, but also to our whole life that everything changes and to live more open-handedly and heart and mind and heart in your relationship to others as well as yourself. So it's this way of practicing non-attachment. So those are the yamas. The niyamas are a basis of having a healthier relationship with yourself in order to produce a positive effect. So the first niyama as we practice is saucha, which is really to cultivate a lot of light that you become this most resplendent, bright, radiant beings. And it really points towards how we provide self-care. And it literally means cleanliness or purification that we clear our physical subtle bodies, um, usually referring to the outside of our experience, but that we shine, that you really practice and you just shine your unique light. The next niyama is samtosha, and this is contentment, is to find a way in which you're able to abide um, in the self as the self and be like the eye of the storm, no matter what is going on around you, that there is this quality of serenity, peace, and tranquility that you hold and that you feel content in. The next is tapas. Tapas is practices that create heat for positive change, not heat for negative change, positive change. So we physically put our bodies through asana and work with pranayama to create this desired heat for positive change. But we also put our emotions, our mind, our energy in this pressure cooker to actually create more positive change. So when we practice, our intention is to connect to this joy, this um, compassion, this way in which we befriend, in which we can actually um, influence positive change in our lives. The next niyama is svadaya, which is the self-study. It's to study by and of oneself, and it's an ability to observe oneself, reflect on oneself, and understand ourselves, gaining more self-knowledge, so svadaya. The next niyama and last is Ishvara Pranadana, is that surrendering to the Godhead of your understanding. It is to connect to a humble um, presence in your attitude, connecting to a sense of trust that it's going to be okay, that you feel the support of whatever you abide to, the Godhead of your understanding, and you practice this faith as you move forward. 
So those are the niyamas and how we have a greater relationship to ourselves. The next, the third way of practicing yoga is asana. Now, asana means seat or posture. And what takes a seat in your posture is your mind takes a seat in your body. And there just needs to be two things in a posture, stira and sukham. Stira is that steadiness, that um, groundedness, that sense of being more stable and integral in your body. Sukham is a way in which you create ease, comfort, and an effortless way in which you occupy your posture. So we need both of those to happen at the same time. They're having a yoga, they're having a union, they are being yoked of these two opposites having a relationship. So when we have a posture that is steady, we find that we can actually sit with ease within it. When we feel more stable, we're more comfortable. When we have integrity in our posture, there is a way in which we can be effortless in it. So that is the said third way of practicing. The fourth is pranayama. These are certain breathing exercises. So prana, as you know, refers to that life force or vital energy that animates, that brings us to life. Ayama means to suspend or extend your breath. So this is really referring to the techniques to consciously control your breath, which has a direct relationship to your mind and your nervous system. So therefore your state of consciousness and your energy. So the breath becomes very important in our practice because it bridges the body and the mind. This then unfolds into the fifth said practice called pratyahara. Pratyahara is that sense withdrawal. It's turning your senses inwards. And our senses ultimately are of service to the self to be more present and experience that natural joy of embodiment. So our senses bring more color, more richness, more of this intensity, flavor, vibrancy, aroma, this vital quality of all aspects of our lived experience. Our senses really create this rich, you know, um, just experience of like what it is like to be alive. However, in our practice, what we're trying to do is disrupt our attention to the external world and actually um, turn off our autopilot and consciously move inwards and create um, a, a, a focus in which we start to explore our inner landscape of our experience, to turn our senses and become more aware of what is happening in the physical and subtle experience. And that then unfolds into the sixth said uh, way of practicing. It's called dharana, which is that focused concentration that we turn our senses inwards and then we focus on something specific. And in the sutras in 247 it says how to master asana is that we loosen our effort while meditating on something specific becoming more effortless we loosen our effort as we meditate on something specific as we focus on something specific in practice becoming more effortless and so 
The six suggested areas of focus are from Sutra 134 to 139. It says, first focus on breath awareness, then focus on sensation, then focus on that inner luminosity, then focus on stabilizing your mind. And in the commentary, it suggests using mantra. And what we're going to use as a way of focus is ujjayi breath. That ujjayi breath, like that bija sound of ha, so as you open your mouth and breathe in ha, and exhale ha, it's quite drying. <laughs> so we close our mouth and create that same sound. It's not something in which everybody in the Zoom class is going to hear or around you. It's something in which you can hear. And that really stabilizes your mind that you use your senses, turning them inwards, and actually using that sense of being aware of your body breathing, sensation arising, falling, contracting, releasing. And then as you cultivate and see more light that you stabilize the mind and you focus on that sound of ha ujjaya breath to stabilize the mind that unfolds into the fifth, which is awakening to the stream of consciousness of the now, be here now, moment by moment awareness, awakening to now. And then that unfolds into the last suggested step, which is, you know, if none of those work, just focus on anything that is useful and pleasing. <laughs> and so whatever you're turning your attention to, really turn your whole senses. And this really is a way of following a map to turn into the next stage, which is dhyana meditation. Um, so we focus our mind and we become more effortless in doing so that the result is that we abide in that state of meditation. And this is our ability to attain a state of consciousness that is totally different than a normal waking state that we experience this inner stillness and the mind becomes silent. It no longer is distracted by you that you experience a place in which you are free, that you are joyous, that you are fully awake and present of the here and now and profoundly calm and still. And that, you know, this abiding in meditation becomes um, said practice to evolve us in which we become more in, um, connected in that inner relationship to the self. So you can see all the steps before has actually prepared us to experience this meditation. So as we understand others in relationship to ourselves and that we work with asana to kind of get release the knots of the physical and, and subtle body, that we work with pranayama to help self-regulate the mind, the thoughts, the emotions, the energy and and calm us as we turn our awareness inwards, focusing on something specific, creating this um, perfect foundation in which we have the ability to successfully meditate. And this starts to open up the benefits um, to us as we start to see how, you know, our practice benefits physically, subtly, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and that we gain this greater well-being by practicing yoga. This then unfolds into the last suggested limb 
um, of practice, which is the practice of samadhi, which we become awake to this oneness, wholeness, and completeness of being, that samadhi means full absorption, complete absorption, that there we are a part of everything and everything is a part of us. And we move towards this awakened state of our nature, which is this enlightened nature, which is um, always free, that this pure consciousness is us and we are it and and there is that full union so as we enter that samadhi state eventually as we practice we start to learn how to free ourselves and there's different levels of this kaivalya this liberation from rebirth and that we are able to um, experience that boundless timeless expression of consciousness um, as we bathe in that illuminated emptiness. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.